What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Heck versus Hell where the truth we tell. So this is an unofficial introduction just because it is recorded a lot after. Okay, so this is technically a prologue introduction. I don't know what you want to call it. But this will be the first official hidden episode and if you love this one i know a lot of you have been waiting for it if you love this one show it some love and not only this one but show love to the episodes over on the rddc with lex because she is doing her absolute darndest to pump out content however way she can if y'all only saw behind the scenes what this woman does it is incredible so show her some love always because without lex without the rddc there wouldn't be a heck versus hell so we can't we can't forget where it came from right and gotta give an absolute shout out to angela and tony from the team they're the real rough riders as well constantly there if y'all seen angela she's incredible as well she just works her butt off y'all probably heard lex talks talk about her all the time and tony tony's awesome Tony's absolutely there. He's been sticking it out for a long time. Longer than me, actually. But just wanted to give that quick introduction, quick shout out. And if you like this one, there will potentially be more to where it's going to be more so hidden episodes, quote unquote. Um, just let, let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Show us some love. Show love to the episodes that Lex is putting out however she can. I know she's had a good amount of episodes out here already. And she's keep on producing. She don't ever stop. She just You just can't put her down. If, if any type of ailment, any type of whatever obstacle gets in her way, she's just going to overcome. Y'all don't know the tenacity of this woman. It's just amazing incredible and i mean if you love this episode let us know tell us what it is that you think about certain conversations that are going to be had throughout this in a different aspect these are definitely conversations that will continue and we will keep pushing forward to produce more of this type of content if you like it to conversations that well, it's information that's really hidden, you know? It's it's information that a lot of people don't either they don't talk about or they don't believe in or whatever it may be. So, of course, we had to give you some of the groundwork before we had this episode come out because this was like the third episode I've ever recorded. Um, so forgive me if I don't sound up to par on the way I conversate and the way i talk with you but yeah let's just get right into it i won't hold you up any longer because i know how long you've been waiting for this without further ado the first hidden episode of heck versus hell hey everybody welcome back to heck versus hell where the truth we tell i know my voice sounds a little raunchy right now and it sounds like i'm a little congested you know, I, I have phlegm in my throat. I'm kind of sick. I didn't want to record until I got over it, but I kind of have to while it's fresh, you know, and um, today is going to be a deep conversation. I don't know when you're going to hear this. I'm probably not going to drop it for a while, 
but this is a huge part of the transformation that's undergoing right now behind the scenes behind the physical i don't know where any of you stand you know if you even believe in it but the spiritual world is much much realer than the physical what we see isn't always true that's why um Lex and I, we'd be making jokes about doubting Thomas. In the Bible, there was this one uh, apostle where after Jesus rose again, he didn't believe that Jesus rose and he doubted. And it wasn't until Jesus went and took his hand and put it on his side, you know, he until Thomas felt that Jesus was actually there, that he believed it. And he said, blessed are those who believe and do not see. See, because there's a lot more real things going on that we don't see. You know, even just our belief systems. You know, and that's one of my favorite verses too. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by what we see. We walk by what we know. If we know that there's gravity... We're not going to walk the way we normally would if there wasn't, right? There's laws that are in place. There's things that we believe that are in place that keep us chained to the, the way we live. So if you're on a roof, let's say you're on a huge building, a skyscraper, whatever. Most likely, unless you're one of those crazy people that just like doing crazy stuff, you're not going to walk on the ledge of that because you understand how gravity works. You're not going to walk by even what you see. You see that it's stable, but you know you have that faith that wind could still push you off, that you can slip, that you could fall. It's faith. So a lot of people don't have a belief system when it comes to the spiritual. And let me tell you that it's it's real. <laughs> it's a lot realer than people claim for it to be. You know, and I talk a lot about demons. And people mention that. People try to play it off. And that's one of the devil's strategies. Is taking things and using humor to make it a lot lighter than what it is. To make it not so serious. About the severity of the situation. People even make memes talking about I'm fighting my demons. I'm going through it right now. Things like that. And they take it so lightly. You know, oh, it's just a joke. And they're like, oh, well, demons aren't even real. You know, it calluses your mind. You know, and, and a lot of uh, Gen Z even uses humor like that. Talk about dark humor. To callous their minds to the severity of what their problems are. You know, you'll hear some of their jokes. They're very, very dark. <laughs> and I was a part of that dark humor too. Until I realized the severity of humor and how it affects what you take serious. See, I, I wasn't aware that humor was a tool of the adversary. But as you may or may not know... It's a battle of good versus evil, spiritually. That's the war going on every single day, every single minute, every single second. There is not a time that war is not going on. And a lot of you listening right now are on the wrong side.
but you don't know it because you're not aware of it. You're not awake to it. Have multiple demons attached to you. And you may or may not be aware of it. But that's the thing, you know, search the scriptures and it'll tell you how they try to go and dwell within people. But they they don't they don't go and they're like, hey, it's me and act crazy, act a fool. They don't do that. They hide within people. They try to not be seen because then you'll cast them out. Then that's whenever people will go and apostles will go pray on them, cast them out, cast out those demons. They need a home. Our body is their home. And whenever we do a lot of things like uh, indulging in pornography or playing with Ouija boards or using crystals as whatever they use crystals for, there's a lot of ways that spiritual doors can be open. And if, for example, let's take it like this. Let's say you're at home. It's late at night. And someone walks up to your door and they knock. And you don't know who it is. You don't know if that person is good or bad. You can't really ask questions. Will you open the door and let them in? Most likely, most people would say no. Because you know the severity of evil in this world. But whenever you do things that are not so good <laughs> you know those things i just named off those were very severe ones but there's still a lot of little things and that's what sin is about sin is about god keeping that door closed for us god commanding us how to keep firm in faith that we won't be influenced that we may not walk into destruction See, a lot of people look at sins as, oh, those are just limits, so we won't do what we want. You don't understand God's love if you look at it like that. That's the first thing you need to do. Understand God's love. Understand his heart. Get to know him. Anybody can go to college and study theology, but that's not getting to know him. That's not understanding his heart. That's not understanding why sin is in place, and it's called sin. Iniquity, wickedness, and iniquity is just, to go deeper, it's a false belief. It's when your heart is wicked because of a belief system that you have that causes you to sin, but you're not willfully making a bad decision. So let's say, for example, if you think killing is bad, you know, if you know killing is bad, you don't want to sin. You know it's bad, so you're not going to do it. But if you're born in like a cannibalistic tribe, it could be a means of food, a means of, of eating. That's iniquity. They believe that that's okay, but it's much more severe. See, in a lot of people, they walk in iniquity. They walk in that wickedness. They live in it. That's their paradigm. They live in that box of their belief system. These are my beliefs. I'm going to hold on to these. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. This is where I'm safe. This is what I know. Even if that belief or a couple of them could be severely wrong. See, the Bible is much deeper than the truth. It's the fundamental of truth. Everything that grows from it, everything connected 
is true. One of the greatest way the adversary gets you is also not just by humor, but by deception. For every five truth he tell you, one of them will be a lie. Look how he tempted Jesus that one time. Because he tempted Jesus three times. And one of them was to jump off the pinnacle of Jerusalem, I think it was. And he told him, he quoted scripture. That was his last temptation. He quoted scripture. He says, it is written. And he quoted scripture saying that angels will come and save him, basically, if he jumps off. And Jesus replied with another scripture. That was, it also says, you shall not test the Lord your God. So that temptation was a sort of temptation of pride, but it was also deception. And to tell you the truth, I lived that same way. I used his grace because the shield of grace is supposed to be a shield. It's supposed to be your protection. You're not supposed to be offensive with the shield unless you're Captain America, right? <laughs> you're supposed to go and use it to defend yourself. So that grace that God will send, send angels if you're falling, it doesn't mean to test them and go right into it and use that grace as your own tool of getting what you want. Like, oh, well, God has me, so I'm going to walk into this den of lions. No, he was thrown into that den of lions. Because they were trying to kill him. But Daniel survived. He survived because of that grace. Because of that shield of grace. He didn't openly choose to go in there, right? So whenever we know the word, whenever we know the truth, we can have this armor on. And start to protect ourselves from what we don't see. And that's why it talks about that. that's the most solid foundation. Is God. Because He is the Word. He is the Word He speaks. He is nothing less than the truth. And the devil is nothing more than a lie. The devil will use truths and try to contort it. And that's how a lot of people do too. You know, even just lacking a little bit of information. Like if I tell you, you can fly. And we're on the top of a skyscraper. If you believe me, oh, that could be dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm wrong. Do you believe that you can fly? A lot of you may say no. A lot of you say may say, nah, that's that's not real. You know, and you can though. Practically, if you get on an airplane. You could fly all the way across the world, wherever you want to go. But that's a practical solution. See, the devil tried deceiving Jesus by telling him, jump off. You know, God's going to save you. And that may not have been a lie. But it was a deception. See, so this was all just information I had to pour out. It's. Great knowledge, but it takes me more into what was going on and what's been going on. So I've been sick for the last couple of days. As I said, I'm barely coming off this sickness. I wasn't trying to get on here and talk. But I need to do it. I need to do it while it's still fresh in my mind. All that I just spit 
was game. <laughs> like, that's all knowledge that's uh, top tier. That's uh, stuff people don't really talk about. And if they do, they don't exactly know what they're talking about or know how to break it down. But that needed to be said in order for me to tell you deeper of what is going on. That was like, I don't know, uh, elementary stuff. <laughs> and not, no offense if any of you didn't know any of that. But compared to this story I'm about to tell you and what's been going on, it's elementary stuff. So, I kind of have been through this transition, like I mentioned at the beginning. And my vibration is shifting. I'm cutting off ties that I didn't even know I was a part of. I've been doing a lot of inner work with God into getting my identity right for what I need to do. And this is going to be stuff that we're going to teach people. This is going to be stuff we're going to have whole courses on and, and teach people how to do. How to shift your paradigm and how to find your identity and install belief systems you want installed. We're not going to provoke you to try to make a false belief and put that as your belief system, but we're going to help lead you to the truth. And we're deeper than that. We're going to help you install that truth. So that's what I've been doing personally, because I cannot launch that. You know, I can't teach that right beside Lex if I haven't exactly done it. You know, that's kind of like a salesman trying to sell something he wouldn't buy. <laughs> you know, and I'm not like that. So we've been delaying a little bit on FDS. And this process is getting a lot more extreme now. Because I've had demons attached to me too. That I wasn't aware of. And it's a lot deeper than what I thought. I thought I only had like three like a physical ones. I've had sleep paralysis before and they made themselves aware to me. So I thought I only had like three. And from those, it came from, I tried to group them. I tried to label them of where they were coming from. So I said they were coming from, one was from lust. One was from sloth. Uh, one was from pride. So those were the three that I thought I had. I think I also had a confusion one in there, so four. And come to find out, it is much deeper than that. Because every false belief you have, that's an open door for a demon. So I have lesions. Even right now as we're talking. Lex has told me and she's looked at me because we, we get on Zoom and we work sometimes. And she's told me she's, she's seen a change in my face. Something sinister. And she's told me outright that I look possessed. And I feel a change. But I know what it is too. They're trying to take a hold on me because they know what's coming. This transition is coming. The truth is going to be my foundation and I'm going to hide it in my heart just like the scripture says.
So, last night was a pretty crazy night for me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a dream I had a couple of days ago, actually, before that. And it was a dream. I remember it very vaguely. Usually, I can remember dreams very on point, but that one, it's hard to explain. But imagine a room... Like walking into a room, it's dark, uh, maybe a little bit of moonlight coming in, and there's a big old bed right in the middle of the room, and there's people laid down on it like sardines, and they close the door behind you. I don't know who they is, but imagine that. And as you turn around to try to look at the door, it all goes away, almost like if you put a VR headset for outer space. There are no more walls. It's just emptiness. So I could walk and and I wouldn't touch anything. So it put me almost in like a spiritual realm going through that door. So I went and I looked at the people lying on the bed and I could kind of connect with them. Like I could kind of see what they were going through and it it seemed like they were almost living in hell. But hell isn't what people try to paint it to be. See, hell is really just letting the devil reign with no God. Just straight evil. I've seen hell in my dreams. But I was able to connect with them. And I could see that they were there. I could see that where they were was there. And I looked into one of their eyes. And their eyes were pitch black, possessed eyes, pitch black all around, just shiny eyes. And I was I was like, whoa, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. So I went and I kind of was started looking around and I don't even know how, but I went towards the wall, kind of towards where the door was, but adjacent to it. And uh, I like reached up into nothingness because I'm telling you, it was like putting on a a VR where it's all open. And I seem to have opened something. So I climbed through and it took me outside of the room. But I was still in the house. So then I went and walked a little bit to the right and... I opened a window and I hopped out. So I was out. I was free. It was still dark outside. But I went and I walked alongside the house. Mind you, I wasn't in control of any of this. It was just going on. I've had lucid dreams a little bit where I've been a little in control, but this was not a controllable one. So I walked alongside the house. And three rooms over was a room. It was empty. And it was light. There was one light bulb at the top. And it was just empty. It looked like it it may have barely been emptied out. Or it was going to be restored. I don't know what it looked like. But I opened the window. And this is where it gets a little bit foggy. But I'm pretty sure I made some type of distraction. And I went back 
I somehow went back into that one room where I saw like the people laying down like sardines. And I woke, I want to say two or three people up. I was trying to wake them up. And I kind of woke, I was only able to get like two or three. And I let them outside. And uh, I was almost like Harriet Tubman, you know, just going in and out. And uh, it was cool. It was, it was uh, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, that's what I feel my mission for God is. Was that direct depiction on a much larger scale. And, uh, well, if a lot of you didn't and can't interpret that dream, it was more meaning to the spiritual side of things going on on this world. I was going and stealing people from hell, basically. I was waking people up for God to lead them to the kingdom. To lead them away from what they're doing. So that was the dream I had a couple nights ago. Marinate on that. Pause the podcast if you want to. But going further into last night. Last night I was fully awake. <laughs> I was uh, coming down off the sickness. It only lasted like three days. Well, this is like the, the, the fourth day. Of my sickness. The second one was the most severe. And I couldn't sleep. And I just stayed up and up. And I couldn't sleep. You know, I I put on... I don't usually do this, but I put on a a podcast to try to find some serenity. You know, like uh, ocean waves, things like that. I couldn't sleep. It wasn't working. And at like four in the morning... I went and I laid down and I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to go to sleep. And I laid down and I put my head against the pillow. I turned from whatever position I was laying, but I, my head was against the pillow. My arm was on my side. I was laying on my side. I felt almost like a cockroach crawling between the pillow and my head. You know, it felt very... Light, you know, um, and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, let me not make any sudden movement so I could kill this son of a gun. <laughs> but it kind of came towards outside of the middle of the pillow and it went into uh, onto my forehead and I was talking to God in that time, too. And I had the feeling of just be still. I had that feeling of be still. So I kind of pretended like I was asleep. And I went and it went to the pinnacle of my forehead. And it went right back to the side of my temple where it was on the side of where I was sleeping. And I went and I still pretended like I was asleep. I, I move around while I'm sleeping. So this wasn't weird for me to do. And I put my hand in between where I felt it because I was like, okay, maybe it's inside the pillow. I don't know why I thought that way, but I'm like, maybe there's something inside the pillow. So I'm like, let me see if I can feel it. I put my hand there and come to find out 
it was still, I was still having that sensation. I was still having that sensation and it was like inside my skin. And I thought it was exterior the whole time. And I'm like, yo, because I could feel it. I couldn't feel it on my hand, but I could feel it on my head still. And it kind of uh, freaked me out a bit. <laughs> and I, and then I kind of understood why, you know, I had that feeling of be still. I didn't know what was going on, but it was weird. And then outside, outside my window, I have double windows right next to each other, like connected. So it's basically one big window. And I heard it was very quiet outside. It was a very quiet night. Usually it's windy, but it was very still, very quiet. And I heard the sound of like a, a large magnet. You know, like a magnet whenever it powers on, like those big, big magnets. I was like, mm -hmm. I was hearing that. Like my ears were very, very strong. I don't know. They were very picking up. But they were, I don't know, but I heard that outside. It sounded like it was, it was hard to make out a little bit. You know, I don't think if people were awake and making noise, I wouldn't have been able to hear it. But I heard that outside and I, kept, I still had that feeling, be still, like pretend like you're asleep. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And I forgot to mention, too, a little before I went and I looked up uh, into the corner of my room and I kind of felt like something looking at me. I was a little before all this started happening. Sorry, I don't I don't like jumping back to the beginning, but whenever I miss parts, I feel like it's <laughs> I have to. And so. I was there and I heard that whole magnetic sound, like turning on a big magnet and uh I didn't know what was going on. It was weird. And I, I felt it moving at the same time while I was hearing the magnet going. And it was almost like it was trying to scan something. Because it was on opposite sides. You know, the, 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 the bug thing, whatever it was, was on one side of my whole body. You know, my forehead on the right side of my forehead, and I heard that magnet thing going off kind of by my feet to the left. So it was like completely opposite sides. It was like trying to get like a full body scan of me or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm not going to make any claims, but the only thing I could think about was like the fourth kind, and I was thinking of the Matrix where they had that little bug implanted in, in Neo right at the beginning. And it was just, uh, it was weird. You know, it was really weird. And uh, I don't know if you've seen The Fourth Kind, but it's basically a movie about abductions. Different kinds of abductions. And The Fourth Kind is the fourth kind of abduction. And it's very, uh, it's it's a great movie. It's very deep. I recommend a lot of you watch it if you are not faint of heart and if your minds are open. And it implies a lot of things. It implies of aliens and uh, a lot of things that people tend not to think about.
And it even has video proof of some of it. But, um, you know, that's up to people to decide whether it's true or not. It's up to you to decide whether you believe it or not. Myself, I've always been very faithful. You know, and that's what Hector means. Faithful. Steadfast. So I don't think that was a coincidence. You know, I think that was a very <laughs> planned by God. And uh, people have used that as, as a weakness for me. You know, they would call me gullible. And I ended up kind of seeing it that way. But it's actually a great thing. It's faithfulness. My loyalty runs deep. If I believe something, I believe it wholeheartedly. But that's dangerous. You know, that's why I'm in this position right now. So that whole thing was going on, right? The magnets and the thing in my head and having those thoughts about that. And it kind of just, uh, I felt like a prick at the bottom of my foot. Almost, and, and it made me itchy. And you know, whenever you have a itch, it kind of fades a little bit. You know, it's like less itchy whenever you leave it alone. And it's hard not to scratch the itch, right? But it was doing that and it was, I would leave it. It was like very intensely itchy. Just in one spot. A little, little spot. Almost like a prick of a needle. And it kind of faded. I let it fade. Three seconds go by and then I feel it intensify again. And it kind of fades again. I let it go by. And then it intensified again. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to I gotta scratch it. So I scratched it. And after I scratched it, the bug stopped. The sound stopped. I couldn't hear it no more. And right after, there was a huge gust of wind, like, hit my window. Like, it was, it was really loud. And weirdly enough, not long after, I heard... I felt, actually, I felt something in the hallway. You know, I felt the presence of that fourth kind movie, something similar to that. And uh, I heard it kind of turning knobs. And my room is the last one at the end of the hallway. So it was like slowly coming towards my room, turning knobs. And I was like, oh, damn. I was over here praying. I was over here reciting uh, prayers, not even in order. Bible verses, not even in order. I was over here talking about the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Those don't even go right together. But I mean, they, they kind of in the same area and context. You know what I mean? But I was just trying to get what I knew. You know, I don't have that. Memorized like that, and I need to, but that's that's the type of stuff I was thinking. I was kind of praying, and uh, it never got to my door. You know, it, I heard some type of rustling going on, and I heard someone, I think, cough, and someone woke up or something, and it stopped. Like the presence just kind of wasn't there no more. And uh, not long after, you know, I picked up the phone. I <laughs> I went and I texted Lex. I texted her some bullet points, you know, so I wouldn't forget the whole experience I just went through. 
And right after I put down the phone, I immediately felt really sleepy. And I laid down, I laid my head down, I started dozing off. And I felt, I jumped out of my sleep type thing. Like I was half asleep, but my body kind of jumped. And it wasn't a normal like... Because sometimes whenever I'm dreaming and, and I, I'm half asleep or something and I punch, like my body will jump. It wasn't one of those. It was more like a pulling sensation. And I didn't mention that either because I just now remembered. But during that whole time when like a little right before my leg was itchy, right after I felt that bug around my head, I felt like a sensation of my whole body pulling from where I heard the sound like every cell in my body was being pulled that way and the only thing that wasn't being pulled was the thing I have around my ankle and it was it was inexplainable you know and not too long after was whenever I felt that sensation of a uh, the prick in my foot so to break that down I think it was because of my being awake that my soul wasn't able to be pulled to wherever they wanted it to be. Because when you're asleep, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of dead. You know, your, your soul kind of roams free a little bit. And I may be talking out of my ass right now. I may not know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's what I believe right now is your soul kind of roams free. And that's how you're able to go and, and jump into parallels where you don't even know what the heck is going on. But there's still a cord connected to your initial body. So I think that whole pulling sensation wasn't just physical, but I could feel it physically. And me being awake didn't allow that to happen. You know, that's what just now came to me as I was saying that. So whenever I had those little jumps, whenever I had that little jump in my uh, as I was falling asleep, it wasn't a normal like muscle flexing jump. It was like my whole body kind of pulled towards the window like a vigorous pull. And it happened twice. I went and I woke up real quick because I felt that and then I went back to sleep and then it happened again. And I went back to sleep. And I almost forgot that until I recapped it to Lex a little while ago. But thankfully, I remembered right now. And I don't exactly know what that was. I can't tell you what happened last night. I didn't dream after that. But I remember it all up until that point. And somehow I was able to consciously remember that that little pull feeling happened whenever I was half asleep. So I'm not trying to tell you aliens, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to say any of that. I'm not trying to encourage you to go into rabbit holes you shouldn't go into or start creating belief systems based off information that people don't even know what they're talking about. I'm just sharing an experience with you going on right now. And whenever I talked to Lex about it, it was, uh, she said it was like 
they're watching me. And she's felt that for a second now. She's felt that they've been watching me to see why, basically, I want to walk in that consciousness. Why I want to become aware. So, I have no idea what to tell you. I can't tell you you're going to experience the same whenever you go through that whole FDS program. But I'm sharing my testimony of what happened just to keep it stored. Just to have it and be able to share it with people. To not give up. Because even uh, that morning, yesterday morning, waking up. I almost felt lost. You know, I almost felt some type of severe, just instant depression hit me where I felt lost for no reason at all. It was almost like a failure, like a not wanting to live, like a giving up feeling. Because I'm like, who am I? You know, <laughs> it was it was weird. It was uh, really weird. And these times have been really tough. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy it, I really expect it not to be. But if you really want to change your life around, if you really want to do what you know is good, commit. You're already halfway in. Don't go back. Commit. Hear this testimony. And if you need help, reach out. We're here to help people because all this that we're exposing, all this underlying things that people don't talk about, oh, we're going to go way deeper than than just this testimony. This testimony was a, it was almost like a prelude (laughs) of everything that we're going to go into. It's a basis to understanding what we're going to tear down, you know, when it comes to cultural, when it comes to religion when it comes to problems of this world that keep you distracted this is all the basis of it and it all comes from that single thing of the belief systems and belief systems they come from your heart guard your heart this is proverbs 23 something guard your heart For it is the wellspring of life. Everything you do, every way you operate comes from your heart. The heart is the direct placement of where your soul is. So if your heart has wickedness, if you have hate or malice in it, you're going to do hate or malice. You're going to talk hate or malice. You're going to have thoughts of hate or malice. And that's why we got to cleanse the heart, because that's where our belief system lies. That's where our soul is. And our soul is a battleground for the world and for the kingdom of heaven, for God. So whether we go and we give in to all these pleasures of the world and love the world and want to have this and want to have 20 females every week, different ones, and want to have all this money, all these cars, all this fame, all this luxury, you're giving into the world. 
and you're loving the world. And he who loves the world hates God. And just like Jesus said, you're either with me or against me. There is no in between. So whenever you hear lukewarm, that doesn't mean you're you're kind of with me. But it, it means you're not fully there. And God doesn't want someone that's fully not fully devoted to them. It's like, yeah, I, I'll go to Sunday church. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll pray just for you to keep me safe, just so I can say that I'm a Christian. You see, there's a lot of things, underlying truths, that you don't understand from the Bible. People try to take it and look at it for, for just its sole purpose of what it is. Oh, well, it says don't eat blood. And, uh, you know, I love my steak medium rare. But it's much deeper than that. See, even just that right there about the medium rare steak, I could do a whole sermon about. And you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to record that right after we get off. I'm going to record the significance of that little verse. Life is in the blood from Leviticus so that you may understand why you need to know the word to understand deep, deep fundamentals of truth. And if you don't believe Jesus walked on water, how can you believe there's Bluetooth? (laughs) How can you believe that through a Big old rock where once a long time ago there was no electricity even, except for lightning. How can you believe that there's Bluetooth, (laughs) but you don't believe that Jesus walked on water? See, in Galatians, it talks about if you are living by the Spirit, you are not under the law. A lot of people misconstrue that. That's very deep. See, it's the way we operate. It's our belief system. It's the chains that hold us down. It's the demons that we let in. And those are the things that influence us. Our belief system is what gives us our physiology, the way we operate. Is what gives us our intentions and our desires. And our perspective, our belief system, which is in the heart, is the wellspring of life. It's where blood flows from. Well, it's what keeps blood moving, right? Life is in the blood. But the wellspring of life comes from the heart. So... This was a very quick testimony to that crazy experience. You know, and I hope you play this over maybe twice, three times, at least to the first and last parts of where I was dropping real jewels and it wasn't a part of the testimony. Because those truths that I gave to you were very valuable. That was much more valuable than any diamond in the world. Pick it up. Implement it in your life. And I'll see you on the next one.